Sabres Live is presented by Seneca Resorts and Casinos. Nothing else comes close. We are going to What an edition of Sabres Live Overtime. My goodness, what fun was had on the road. We are the Road Warriors, Animal and Hawk, and we are walking away from Chicago. Very happy, in part because of what we saw on the ice, but I think in general, just uh, kind of the love we felt, Marty. It was a good time at the United Center. Just a little casual trip, casual trip to Chicago. Left on Saturday, you know, got there, got a... uh, you know, ran into Matt, uh, our uh, director, and uh, man, I'm still envious of his uh, hot skillet cookie and chocolate chip cookie and ice cream. I, I think that's what I should have done. Very beautiful day Sunday, the game, they, the Bills win, the Sabres win, and then we make our way back on Monday. I mean, a casual trip to Chicago um, and a lot of Sabres fans there, and it was great. This or that, two points or two hours sleep? What do you think I'm running on? Well, you're running on both uh, the two points from the game and the two hours of sleep. I, you know, I'm, I'm, I don't want to say I'm more responsible. I got six and a half. So I did the math last night. I, I got six and a half hours. It's a, it's a pretty solid night when we had an early flight this morning. Well, here's the thing. I would, I'd be nowhere without you. And I mean that literally, cause like if I didn't have this scarf, like what would I be doing? So this is, this is the only way I can survive the elements and Lord knows the elements are probably coming within the next 48 hours. So I'm trying to savor every last bit of sunshine here in Western New York. Yeah. And that, you know what? I'll tell you this. I uh, want to say thank you for checking up on me as I made my way back to the hotel after we grabbed some food last night. Mm. Um, and you checked and did you make it back? Because as we ran into uh, uh, Tony Granado in the lobby at the hotel, and he said, make sure, you know, you just you, you hang together you know, it's uh, it, it could be a little sketchy sometimes in some parts of Chicago. I made my way back by myself. We're only two blocks away. And mm-hmm. you checked on me. You texted me like 10 minutes later. Just did you make it yet? Like just making sure that you were going to send the, the troops after me if something had happened. So I appreciate that. <laughs> yeah. In hindsight, like what help would I have been? What if you didn't respond? <laughs> oh, my you know what i should have done i shouldn't have um, responded for half an hour just to see if you were like circling like around marty where are you are you yeah there's a river let's go let's check the river could have been disastrous i had an open tab at the time i came running after you who knows what would happen (laughs) (laughs) uh honestly uh love chicago love the experience and um you mentioned matt gould joe pinter jason weiss Danny Bellis, our traveling crew, it was uh, it was a ton of fun. And honestly, our on-site crew in Chicago was so amazing. We oh. had such an incredible view. And I, I, I just, you know, that's kind of an area where I want to go here because we all view the game differently. And it doesn't matter where you're sitting, comforts of home, in arena, whatever, right? And so I sit there and I look and I, I just, I don't know, sometimes certain elements of the game really pop and... And, and I think we were probably, I mean, the Sabres go one and one this weekend, right? And, and yet it could be debated that they were better for larger portions of the Friday game than they were in the Sunday game, right? 
Yeah, it could have been one and one, but a completely different one and one. It could have been a one in Winnipeg and then a one loss in Chicago. Uh, the Winnipeg game is when they woke up, right? And that's Don mm -hmm. Granado who said they woken up. Uh, the third period was really good. Um, the Rasmus Dahlin taking ownership and playing one of his best game of the year against Winnipeg. And he carried it through with mm -hmm. three points, a goal and two assists in Chicago Sunday was not as spectacular, like with the puck and, and everything, but he still did what he had to do. But no, I, I really felt like it could have been the other way. It could have been a two and zero trip and it could have been a no and two trips. And uh, we played decent and just couldn't come up with a win. So one and one in those two games, there's still a game in Winnipeg and uh, Washington Wednesday on that road trip. Um, so yeah, I, I feel like it was good. Like, was it great in Chicago? It wasn't great. Did they squeeze that one, you know, just by a, a third period goal and, you know, yeah, but there's definitely was some bright spots in those two games. You notice the hat I'm wearing? Yes. Johnson's landing just yes. for you Four Johnson's yeah, landing well, all at once at the United center. Name all the Johnsons that were on the ice in the in the game Sunday. Eric, Ryan, Reese, and Tyler. So yeah, there's there's a they're not brothers, people. They 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 no no family ties between any of them. Just uh, a last name that looks very familiar. Just a GWG for Eric. That was the key, right? I mean, oh my gosh, uh, that was I, that was great. I love what he says. So we talked to him after the game, right? We had the interview post game with Eric Johnson and. And guys that take those type of shots short side, it's not by mistake. Even Eric Johnson, who, you know, what, like his best season in the NHL, I think is 12 goals. His best season, you know, in college or the, the NTDP was 12 goals. Like he's not a goal scorer. Like he's just a really, I mean, he was a first overall pick, but he's just a very well-rounded and now has carved himself into a more of a defensive penalty killers shot blocker type guy, but mm -hmm. they still have the skills. So when I asked him after the game, if he joins the goalie practice often so that he understands what the goalie position is, what they do in certain situations, he flipped the switch on me. He says, yeah, they love it when I do the goalie practice because I give them a lot of confidence. I don't score often. So I thought it was going to be completely the other way, which was awesome. What a... What an amazing human being, an amazing person. And then he's had a lot of success, as you pointed out, against Chicago. Ends mm -hmm. up with the game-winning goal. Nice shot on the short side, attacking the goal line. That was great. By the way, how's your neck? My neck is better now because the Advil kicked in. But even in the plane this morning, Duffer, trying to sleep, I was like, man, this is not comfortable at all. Been dealing with... Uh, you know, Stifaruski necky uh, for 48 hours, but the Advil's kicked in, so I'm all right. Is he Latvian? Yeah, he is <laughs> Latvian. Yeah, absolutely. The right side is Latvian. The right side is, uh, I don't know what's another country over there, but yeah. You're unbelievable. Um, <laughs> this or that, true sign of friendship. The way you looked at me on the postgame last night or skipping TSA pre-check to hang with your buddy in line. <laughs> well, I'll 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 be honest with you. Uh, I think skipping TSA pre-check is probably uh, was a um, a big uh, um, what do you sac? I don't want to call it a sacrifice. A sign of endearment. Well, you know what though, I looked back and I don't want to say this because then it makes me look a little not as as 
nice, but I think the TSA pre-check had a longer line than the actual regular check-in at the airport. So, uh, you know, and the girl looked at me when I gave her my ID and she's like, you know, your TSA pre-check. I'm like, yeah, I'm with my buddy over here. We're fine. And she kind of was like, but I looked down the the, the, the other room and it looked mm-hmm. like it was a long TSA pre-check line. So didn't even have to take her shoes off. Usually it's TSA pre-check only. And we didn't have to do that either today. So uh, I'll say this once again, you know, loved our love. You mentioned loved our location at the United Center. Mm-hmm. Love the interaction we had with Sabres fans. Um, the Bills game was on the TV right by the bar where we were, so we got to watch the Bills game. And there were some fans there walking by, hey, Duffer Marty, hey, you know, yelling and like saying hi. It was like we were in Buffalo. It was yeah. literally like we were in Buffalo. The amount of fans that stopped by, said hi. They were on the post game. They came and just, you know, stood behind us. It was, it was awesome. What did it turn out? Two B's for you, Mr. Biron. Benson and Bedard. Let's start with the Sabre player first. Is he going to be uh, uh, extending his time for a much longer time this year here in Buffalo? Look, I've said it all along. I don't care if he plays game number 10. I know I you don't, don't care, care, but I'm asking so, a question and people want your but, opinion. So is he is he um, earning his roster spot every single day that he's playing, that he's practicing? Yes. Does he make the team better? Yes. That's all you can ask for. That's all you want, right? I know he's 18. I know he could go back to juniors. But the way that he's playing, it, it's like it's you don't have to think too much about it. Now, if he had come back from the injury and he was – you know, struggling to find some confidence. He didn't have the puck often, didn't didn't produce. And and the production is, I don't have to have 50 points out of Zach Benson this year. It's not about production, but the way that he found Rasmus Dahlin for the first goal of the of the game against Chicago, he's patient on the half wall. He waits, he waits, boom, that's a nice pass. That play alone is like the guy is NHL mm-hmm. player and he makes your team better. So um, look, if at game 25, he doesn't, and all of a sudden you have a Jack Quinn that's returned to the lineup. You have maybe a couple of call-ups from the uh, Rochester Americans that have a role in how they play, and you want to have him finish the season in juniors? Make the decision then. Right now the decision is, for me, he makes the team better. He makes his line mates better. Like We've talked a lot about Casey Millistad, how he made his line mates better. I didn't think Casey had a good game against Chicago, but you look at Zach Benson, still like found a way to get things done and and play mm-hmm. well. So I'm saying he made that line better. Yes, he's staying. What about uh, first insight viewing as a Sabres analyst watching Connor Bedard? Guy's pretty slick. I mean, he has the moves. He has the puck uh, uh, on his stick a lot. He has a fantastic shot. The uh, Kurashev goal was you know, Connor Bedard shooting the puck hard mm-hmm. uh, with a purpose on Uko Pekalukunen. The rebound came out. It was a goal. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'll tell you this. Uh, Kurashev, to me, uh, has had a good season with Chicago. He looked good. But there's only one player that made me like, oh, paying attention when he had the puck with the Chicago Blackhawks, and that player was Connor Bedard. Like, I know, Corey Perry had a couple of moments, and Nick Foligno had a couple of sure. moments, and there's other players there, but they don't make you get out of your seat right now. Just like Connor Bedard, every time Bedard had the pocket, come down the left wing, puck to the middle, kind of give the shoulders, you know, shake a little bit, move to different areas. He was fantastic. 
This is our uh, first Sabres live overtime uh, with Tage Thompson being sidelined for weeks, and we don't know for how long yet, but how do you think they navigate this, knowing even after a win against Chicago that they just don't seem to have yet their entire offensive rhythm that they tend to identify with? Well, I think it makes the middle of the ice, uh, you know, a couple of steps behind. And and what I'm saying is the center position. Like, Tage is such an important part of the center position that everybody falls in line after Tage. So now you have Dylan Cousins in that spot. I don't think that Dylan is up to speed after missing a few games and then having the, the full facial protection, the bubble, right? The visor and all. So I can't wait till he gets that thing off. Mm -hmm. um, and I understand that you have to be you know, um, safe and, you know, that you don't want to re-injured what, uh, what's going on, but I can't wait. I feel like it's really hindering his ability to make plays and to see the ice. Um, but then after that, like if Casey has a great game, great, but Chicago Casey didn't have a great game. And now you're, you know, Peyton Krebs, you're rolling three centers. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. So the, the absence of Tate Thompson is massive right now. Um, I, I almost feel like they are going to have to, um, make a couple of decisions roster wise and maybe maybe after thanksgiving uh early december waiting and seeing on jack quinn but they may be a need for a call up at center to be able to give him four center down the middle i know tyson jost could do that as well but if you run cousins middle stat krebs and jost i don't think it has that same push Mm -hmm. um, that you could have if you maybe brought in Kulik in that situation or, you know, obviously when Tage is there. When you're serious about the game, bet on Buffalo at the only sports books in Western New York. Seneca Resorts and Casinos betting counters are open daily and self-service betting kiosks available 24-7 at all three locations. Whether you visit Seneca, Niagara, Allegheny, or Buffalo Creek, the Sports Lounge features the latest lines and multiple screens so you never miss a play. The sports book at Seneca Resorts and Casinos where the love of the game meets the thrill of the win. You mentioned Yuri down in Rochester. Now, at the same time, you yep. you mentioned him. He scored, of course, on Saturday, but he's Zach Rosane on a four-point game and is technically leading mm -hmm. the Amherst. Uh, not technically, he is leading the Amherst in points right now and is uh, top 10 in the AHL. Um, I think given the dynamic of not having Tage, boy, oh, boy, like if you're calling up one of them, that's an awful lot of pressure, right? Or two of them. <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Two. Back to our, uh, you know, kind of theme off the top of the show. Um, yeah. I don't know, man. What it, like, are they a duo? Well, I, I feel like they are. And I like that, that they would maybe have a, some something familiar to rely upon. Look, I, I don't know what the Sabres are going to do. Right now, they've got three goalies. They have eight defensemen, right? So that's a roster heavy on that side. Mm -hmm. um, you don't have the flexibility at this moment to be able to say, hey, we're going to give Kulik and Roseanne a chance together, and we're going to put them on the same line. Maybe it is with... You know, Zach Benson, can you imagine rolling those three kids together and saying, hey, let's see what you got. Mm -hmm. And maybe that puts Greenway back with Middlestat and Paterka. And all of a sudden you have Cousin Skinner Tuck, Middlestat, Greenway, Paterka. Maybe you have Kulik and Roseanne Benson. Like, okay, I like the sound of that. You know, you have Krebs, Grigerson, Oposo. Maybe the, 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 the duo coming in would give you that added you know, step that added depth and they obviously have to perform. And that's an unknown. Like we're mm -hmm. not, it's one thing to perform at the AHL level 
and then you come up to the NHL, are you able to perform the same way? Um, you know, so that would be interesting. But I think if you bring them together, mm-hmm. then you're really helping each other feeling comfortable. You see, they see each other so well. They mm-hmm. read each other so well. Like I, that that you can't take away. Like it doesn't matter if it's the NHL or beer league. When you have that chemistry, you you have it at any level. Just like you and me. Well, yeah, waiting and <laughs> waiting and uh, you know, say waving bye bye to TSC Precheck as I go in. <laughs> you know. Hey, since we were just in Chicago, I hate to end on this note, but. Did your opinion change on whether they should sign Pat Kane? The Sabres uh, yeah. should sign Pat Kane. Uh, no, it like, hasn't changed. No, it's been. I, I, I'm not. I, I'm not at that point yet. And look, you're you're getting Jack Quinn back. You're uh, obviously the you know Tage Thompson's news is that going to Tuck has been healthy and Tuck has looked good. He had a yeah. couple of really nice moments. Uh, you know, he hasn't scored against Chicago and that stopped his uh, game goal streak at three games, mm-hmm. four goals. But I don't know. I don't I don't see Kane being that fit right now for mm-hmm. what Buffalo is trying. Number one, you have to figure your internal game together. Mm-hmm. Um, if if we were a month ago or two weeks ago and we we're like, hey, they're figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Maybe it would change that. But right now, I don't think that Buffalo has figured out how they want to play for, you know, consistently. And so right now, that's the that's where my my energy would be spent, as opposed to say, let's bring in somebody from the outside and it's going to change everything. Um, so I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not at Patrick Kane moment yet. Uh, I'm still not there. You got any questions for me before we sign off until uh, our return to the airwaves on WGR Sports Radio 550 and MSG? Uh, yes. And uh, number one, um, did you go and get cupcakes last night? Because Robbery and Dan were talking about these very delicious looking $14 cupcakes. I don't know if you guys decided to do that. So did you, I, or did you not go and stop for cupcakes? I might've indulged in some of the ingredients. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you, that's good. That's good. That's, uh, Big chocolate um, guy, as you know. you know. So yeah, I I would I would definitely man that and oh if you anybody is ever in Chicago mm-hmm. and they want to go to a nice breakfast place, which I thought we found a great spot, right? It was mm-hmm. I think I still have the thing in my pocket. Yeah, give me a second, I'll, I'll tell you. It was Goddess and the Baker. Goddess and the Baker was really good. Um, they had like as we walked out, they had the most amazing cookies and muffins that I was mm-hmm. like, Oh, we should have done that. Instead, we got breakfast sandwiches, you know, you with your coffee, me with my hot chocolate, and it probably could have been two hot chocolates. We don't know. Uh, but I think that was a uh, that was a good spot. So there was a lot of sweets, a lot of uh dessert minded uh ideas for 48 hours in Chicago. Yeah, and I don't know who's responsible for the add-on pricing there, the goddess or the baker, but either way, I think they're doing it right. And uh, obviously, they seem to be functioning quite well, especially on Sunday morning. So, although it was odd that it took us that long to find a place to have breakfast in downtown Chicago on a Sunday morning. Chicago is a little bit different. Like, there was no uh, breakfast brunch places. We walked for Mm. like a half an hour, and we didn't see anything. The one we saw, there was a line of 20 people outside, probably why. Maybe it's us, though, huh? Probably directionally it definitely challenged. Definitely is us. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, yeah, I I circled around to just to find out. I'm like, is that the lake over there? Like, I had no idea. And I'm usually good with direction. I was completely lost. Uh, but you also, you walked around and looked around for shopping. I didn't do any shopping, but mm -hmm. I would think Chicago is a good shopping city. That's for Great sure. Great shopping city. One of the best and one of the best for food and beverage and uh, entertainment. And uh, we certainly indulged in a few of those things. We'll see you tomorrow on Sabres Live.